Welcome to today's talk with Erica. I'm Erica Del Sordo, here to discuss topics that affect people's personal and professional lives. Join me each week as we talk with experts who know how to answer life's questions and ease your mind. Hi, I'm Erica Del Sordo, and welcome to another episode of today's talk with Erica. Thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel. I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. And you can find all of those links in the info section here. Now, today with me, Melinda Desetta. She's a licensed psychotherapist and the founder of Insight Counseling Center in Miami, Florida. Her boutique private practice helps couples struggling in their relationships or individuals having trouble connecting with the right match. She's currently earning her PhD in clinical sexology, and right now her practice is fully telemental health. To her and her clients' surprise, it's been just as effective and personal as in-person sessions. Hi, Melinda. How are you? Hi, really excited to be here. Um, thank you so much for being with me. This is this is a first episode of something like this. I'm really excited because we've had so many different folks on the show talking about different things. And this is really one that maybe speaks to a lot of people, especially at a time like this. We have a pandemic. It's hard for people to get to get out and date. And that's what we're seeing, right? We're seeing a lot of people who single or quarantining alone. So we're seeing a big increase in people who are feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. And also the way of dating is currently as we have to change with technology advances and as the world does our way, we have to change it. Yes, that's very true. So what um, advice are you offering up to people? Well, so what I'm seeing first in my practice is I'm seeing a lot of singles. So people who are looking today, looking for relationship and having troubles. So they're moving to the online dating apps as they have been before. As we know, that is the second most common way someone to date. First is friends setting up friends. Um, but as we move to online dating apps, instead of meeting for coffee or for dinner, they're meeting on Zoom, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting of how the dating world is molding with the current climate. And I think there's a lot of pros to moving the first date to Zoom. And I'm seeing people actually dating more, having the ability to date more, meet different people. It's almost like a whole speed dating on the Zoom world. Uh That's true. That's so true. (laughs) Next. If if it's not going well, you have much more of the capability of saying, thank right. you, I'm going to log off now. Right. But also, it's removing a lot of the pressures of dating. So one of the big pressures I see is who's going to pay the bill? Do we split it? Does he pay? Do I pay? Does she pay? We don't know. So it kind of removes that pressure. Mm-hmm. It also removes the pressure of, well, what if they invite me back, back to their house? <laughs> so these are big pressures that hold people back from going on that first date. And with Zoom, they're removed. So people are actually dating and mingling more. Um, Another one that I find really interesting and I think it's needed, but are distance walks. So actually having the six feet in between, um, meeting somewhere and going on a walk. 
That's a great idea. I think what you're talking about, the stress is at the beginning of a relationship. Maybe a lot more people now are going to start using Zoom um, to have their dates. This way it alleviates the pressure of who's paying and, and you know, are you walking me to my door? And it, it you know, takes away from all the awkwardness, <laughs> right? It can in a lot of lot of ways. And dating and relationships are really my passion. So I work very closely with dating sites um, who actually, it's like a boutique dating service. So you would sign up for a membership for maybe a year and they would really find those pieces like the old time dating. And I know some of them are a little bit more resistant to going online, but I'm noticing that before they put the match together for a coffee date, they're actually setting up the FaceTime call for them. So it's almost becoming a ritual, a part of these dating services practices. Hmm. This is true. Now, let's talk about healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships, both with the pandemic, without the pandemic. What advice do you give there? What are you seeing? Tell me about your, I need your expertise here. What's healthy, what's unhealthy? So, so with this politically charged climate right now, what I'm seeing is a lot of tension between couples who don't agree. And that can happen outside of a pandemic, but I think right now we are very much politically charged and a lot of things happening. So we're going to have our own responses to it. And a lot of couples are not agreeing. I think we're seeing that more often than we have in the past, Mm -hmm. just with more chances for that to happen. So experience and my expertise would tell you, you don't have to agree with your partner. You do not have to agree. And it is okay not to agree. So what I would say, take it from here. If you don't agree, don't make the point of the conversation to try to agree. Don't try to make it that your partner comes to your side and begins to believe what you believe. Set that healthy boundary in both of you. Know that both of your beliefs and values are valid and they can exist in not always a green relationship. So changing the conversation to, I want to understand why you think this way. I don't agree with you. I have a total opposite in belief, but I do want to understand why you believe it. Mm-hmm. All of our backgrounds come into how we're interpreting, viewing, feeling about this current situation. Understand that. Understand why your partner or potential partner is having that reaction. Mm-hmm. This is true. Very true. Um, let's get into, you're, get, you're earning your PhD in clinical sexology, you know, while keeping it, you know, PG-13 at least. <laughs> Talk to me about what, what that is. What's that going to do for your practice? Well, I, my intention to start the program, but at my practice in downtown Miami, I was noticing that a lot of people were coming to me wanting to increase the connection and the intimacy, and intimacy meaning emotional intimacy as well, mm-hmm. with their partner, and having a lot of challenges doing that. And sitting across from them, I was feeling, I need more training and education to truly know the techniques and what's going on in your relationship that you are having challenges, like understanding the dynamic of a relationship. So I started this program to work with couples, um, helping them create emotional safety, helping them create vulnerability in the relationship, and then work towards physical and emotional intimacy. And um, I'm very excited, but my dissertation will be on 
seeing couples who have a large age gap, like marital and relationship satisfaction in couples with age gaps. Hmm. Okay. All right. You know, it's funny. My fiance and I were 18 years apart. So, the, you know, I don't know. That's not a whole lot to us. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love it. My, my husband and I, we're actually 18 years apart as well. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, we didn't even discuss that before. <laughs> we have That's really and, funny. And the more couples I'm meeting with, I'm realizing how prevalent this is. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing, yes, of course, there are challenges. Mm-hmm. And some, some challenges that maybe I thought would be a challenge are not existent. Yeah. So I would really like to dive in and learn more about the dynamics of couples with age. And I will be doing research. So... Um, Give me the next six months and I'll come back with what I found. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we'll have you on here. This way we can talk more. <laughs> now, um, what is the age gap, though, in, in who's seeing you? Are you seeing people in their 20s? Are you seeing a lot of people in their 60s? Who's seeing you for this relationship advice? So I think my demographic is typically uh, mid-30s, um, okay. all the way up to like about 50. <laughs> That's typically the age gap that I work with, the demographic. Um, So people who are fairly new in their career and ready to settle down and looking for the one Mm -hmm. um, who maybe had challenges in finding a a nice match for them in the past. And then I also work with people who are coupled or married and maybe are coming into a stale place in the relationship and have had some past hurts and want to heal from them and rebuild that emotional connection. Hmm. Well, I like that because I, I think everyone needs that. Of course, you've, even, you know, these people who've been married for 60 years, you know, at some point there's a, there's a lull. Um, so I should have asked this earlier. How long have you been doing this? I have been doing this now five years in five years for five years and and it's always been in downtown Miami I went to UM fell in love with Miami (laughs) now you can't get me out of it so where are you originally from I'm originally from Minnesota okay and so I came to Miami because I love the culture so that's what drew me culture shock (laughs) (laughs) right but I think the culture shock was so informative wow there really is a culture in Miami oh, yeah. and it impacts us in so many ways of feeling a societal pressure to dress a certain way, to have a certain body, to look a certain way, to earn a certain income, to flash here. And then also all those things come into our relationship life. They give us challenges in being vulnerable and being real with people. So one benefit of coming to Minnesota was from Minnesota was it was a culture shock, but it was like an informative culture shock. And I loved studying what people were experiencing. I totally understand that too. This is true. Um, where are you? You said you're in downtown Miami. And of course, we'll have, you know, I'll put up your links, your, your website, your address and everything for people to to check it out. Again, most of my followers are in the Miami area. So this is perfect. Maybe we can get you more clients. Maybe some of my followers are looking for a, you know, a nice date this summer. (laughs) (laughs) And I I always offer a complimentary consultation because I'm a huge believer in you'll make the progress you're looking for if you find a therapist you're comfortable with. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you're very comfortable to talk to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's just very relaxed. It's very nice. Um, what else would you like to add? What do you think people need to hear right now? I think right now what I'm seeing is people are getting to a relationship. We get really excited in the infatuation stage, which is fabulous and a really good feeling position. Um, But sometimes we rush through the foundations of a relationship too quickly. So one of the things I love to posit to people, whether they're in a relationship or not, is to look at the stages of a relationship. So when we look at the first three stages that I've laid out, the first one is attraction. So the first sight that we see of somebody, right? If we're just meeting them for the first time, we're seeing them, we're placing thousands of judgments on this person based on what we think this person is. Judgments lead us to, am I going to go say hi or not? Right. So kind of the first stage. The second one is casual conversation. Hi, how are you? In the third stage, I like to call it the resume. What do you do? So these three stages very quickly, but what do they do? They're sending us information and messages of, I want to keep talking with this person. I feel safe enough to keep talking. And when I mean safe, I'm talking in emotional safety. Um, This person isn't a jerk. This isn't going to tell me that's a horrible profession. You know, so we're sending these of whether we want to go to the fourth session or the fourth stage, which I like to call the vulnerability door. And this is where we share our opinions and beliefs. And this is where the relationship takes a huge step in creating connection. So the first ones are sending us the messages about safety to go forward or not. And this one, I'm sharing my beliefs with you. Again, if it goes well and we feel safe, we move to then the fifth one, which is what I call the exposure. And it's really sharing our emotions, um, increasing the connection. The sixth one I call feelings forward. And it's huge because we share our faults, fears, and failures. And this is a really difficult place for people to get to sometimes. Or people will bring this down to maybe the fourth stage of connection. But each stage is important because it needs to be there in order to build that strong foundation. We don't want to move too quickly through the stages. And then the last stage I like to call needs met. And that's just when a couple creates a dynamic that they're able to work together in fighting through life's challenges. All right. Well, I like those. Those are very helpful. What's, what is Let's see. I guess what's the one relationship maybe that you've seen that's been the worst? What what is the absolute worst for you that you've seen that you've just they're your your worst client? I don't know how to, you know, you know what I mean? And then what's the best? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um when you say worst, I think of a few um you know, sometimes I hear a lot of emotional inverse And I hear that sitting outside of the relationship. Sometimes when you're in the relationship, you really don't hear it. You suppress it. Right. You suppress it. You rationalize it. You think, oh, I deserved that. So for me, those are like probably the most heartbreaking ones. And they're very easy for us to fall into. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very easy for us to say something demeaning to our partner as well. So those ones are are really hard because awareness is so far buried in our brain. Um, The best 
I'm a big believer that if you can get down your communication tactic, you can fight almost anything. Mm-hmm. So communication is one that I love is really coming from I statements. I feel this way because, and when we always come from our opinion, our belief, our experience, it helps the other person not become defensive. Mm-hmm. So I felt very hurt when you did X, Y, Z versus you hurt me. Right. They come across very differently to our partner. Um, so if we can kind of get down the communication part and the active listening of the partner and really both can do the same to each other, I think you can handle life's challenges. <laughs> well, that's good to know. What's the, you know, I'm assuming someone who's been dating four months, six months, that would be too soon to jump into a marriage. Right. And that's why the stages are important. Right. And that's why each stage, you know, you learn from each stage and you build from each stage. And we don't want to quickly. Yeah, no. And and that that would be too quick. Um, What do you recommend couples? How long do you recommend they see you? Once they start session sessions with you, how long do you recommend? So I don't want you in therapy forever. And I try to give you, every time you come in, I want you to take home at least one, maybe two tools with you to practice so that every session we're getting closer to your your goal. Um, so I have maybe couples that'll come in for six sessions. Um, I also have individuals who will come in for six, 12 sessions to work on something, but then really enjoy the process and stay for years to just continue exploring themselves. They like that time. Those 50 minutes, they enjoy them. I try to make each session very uplifting so that it doesn't see, therapy doesn't have to feel like, oh, this is going to be a painful experience for me. So I have been, like I said, I've been around for five years and I still have some of my very first clients who come in every week or every other week because you make it so comfortable for them. <laughs> <laughs> we did meet the goals, I will say. Well, that's good. But yeah, they're comfortable with you. And, and I can see where it would, you know, help someone, you know, if they keep falling into that same rut, then of course they want to still come see you and, and talk and you make everything better. <laughs> Thank you. I, you do, you bring up a really good point of it is really hard for us to break habitual habits. Even if we're aware of them, they're so stored in our limbic system in the back of our brain that they come out automatically. And sometimes we get so stuck in saying negative things in our head. I almost look at our brain as like a Yelp review. So maybe you have a hundred five star reviews, but if you have one that's negative, we really, we really remember that negative one. That mm-hmm. negative one has a lot of power, full power. So our brain does the same thing. This is true. This is very true. Um, where can folks find you? What's your website? And we'll get that out there. And then again, I'll have all this in the info section, but let's tell people where they can find you. So you can find me at insight-miami.com. I do have a free mini ebook uh, that you can look that really highlights the foundations. It'll help you kind of work through your own relationship or desired relationship. Um, And also I'm a big proponent right now for stress. I think with all the unknowns, we're really carrying a lot of stress in our muscles. So I also have a 
free downloadable eight minute progressive relaxation. And sometimes I'll just listen to it myself to start the day or calm down in the middle of the day. Right. Now, the, the telemental health, I was going to mention, um, I know you're in Miami, but of course, people don't need to be in Miami to see you. Because um, again, not all of my followers are in the Miami Broward area, but many of them are because I've reported traffic down there for so many years and I lived there my whole life. But I do have followers elsewhere. They can see you via tele, what is it called? Telemental health? Yes. So I'm able to okay. work with anyone that has an address in Florida. My license is good for all of Florida. In Florida, got it. Yes. And I do have a secure HIPAA online program that I will send you a link to. It works just like Zoom. So it's very similar to this. People are, it's pretty easy. You can use your smartphone or you can use a laptop um, to get privacy. If you're quarantining with people in the home, some people will go to their cars. I've done many car sessions <laughs> lately. Um, wherever you feel comfortable that you, people can't hear you and that you can feel free to say whatever you'd like. Okay. I like that a lot. I can't thank you enough for being with me. This is very enlightening for a lot of people, maybe who need to get through the dating scene through the pandemic and then over the summer. And so this was very nice. Thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You have a fantastic day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to today's talk with Erica. Join me next week for another discussion with the experts who help make life easier. Please visit my website, ericadelsordo.com, where you'll find all of my social media platforms and more. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Once again, thanks for listening.